You know what, Sam? What? It's turbo time. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Sam, a two-game win streak, and I'm sure our giveaway winner, uh, Dalton, I'm sure he is completely satisfied with the win of the giveaway game against San Jose. That was, to me, the most complete game the Hurricanes Hurricanes have played this season, I thought. It was total team effort from start to finish. I thought there was only a couple of little hiccups. I think Bunting couldn't really buy a goal. But other than that, I thought it was very good from Jack Drury to Sebastian Ajo to Tavo Teravainen, obviously, Auntie Ranta, Tony D'Angelo, Orlov. I thought everyone really did their job tonight, and it, and it worked out really well. Yes, they did. Um, I was really happy. And before we even get to the game, Sam, let's get to what the headline was uh, this morning as we found out Spectrakov is playing. He's finally playing tonight. Um, I loved I loved seeing that video of Martinuk <laughs> doing a huge Mr. Spectrakov um, shout on congratulating him back. And Sam, he played good. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Loved every minute of it. Um, great to see. Um, absolutely love uh, that he was back. I think it benefits the team in a lot of positive ways. I think he was needed. So good for Svetch coming back. Hopefully they can keep up the good work and they can keep moving. He looked very good tonight. Like he didn't even miss a miss a game. So just got to keep on moving forward. Keep Svetch out there. Get him going. Looks like he's only he was close a couple times and I had a couple of really good shots and some pretty good passes. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think Svetch will keep doing well. Yes, I did too. And I think we kind of all had a reasonably low bar for Svetch, even though we know what he can do because, I mean, we kind of knew Svetch first game, probably going to be a little bit rusty, but to me, he was not rusty at all out there. He he was making great passes, big plays, um, and obviously big hits too. One, which I thought was a stupid penalty to call from the refs. I don't understand that at all, but we'll get to that. Um, but Sam, in the first period, let's just start this. Uh, to me, obviously, the first shift with Svetch being out there, there was a huge applause. And yeah. I loved hearing that. Uh, he's a fan favorite. He always will be. He just, you know, good to see him back. The fans were happy he was back. He had a great first shift. So what we want to do again, we just want more of the same from him. Yes, definitely. And it's in that first period where we get a couple of great goals. And this is why Tara Vinen has been or has got a hat trick in the game against San Jose uh, tonight. As Teravine, and he gets a goal from Jarvis and Ajo. That line was dominant. I thought that line was dominant. I thought the KK line was dominant. I thought the Stahl line was dominant. I thought all three 
We're doing really, really well. Yes. No, I mean, really, it was every line. Look, I would prefer Jack Jury not to work out because it fits my agenda of bringing Eric Stahl back. Um, but he played good. I really thought Jack, sure. this was Jack Drury's best game. Of course it was. He played with Andrei Svechnikov. It better be his best game. Um, True. But here, here's the question, though. Do you think he played very well? Is it How much of a factor does Svech being on that line means of is the means of how he played very well? Or do you think we're just going to get the average Jack Drury um, if he plays with with... Players like Nason or maybe uh, Foss or Marnock, just the lesser-known but lesser-known skillful players, I, I guess I should say. I mean, we'll have to see because Svech got bumped off that line at the tail end of the game So because Bunting got bumped down. he was, Again, he wasn't having a bad night. He just wasn't ha- – he was getting frustrated, and he's getting frustrated because he's getting a lot of good chances and just nothing's going for him. So we'll see what Jack Jury does. He had one good game out of nine. So we'll see. Yes, definitely. Um, and uh, so l- l- let's get to where it was one to nothing. Carolina, Teravina scores. That was one heck of a play. Aho, I believe, shoots the puck. Um, Jarvis gets the rebound and he passes it to Teravina, which uh, Kuokinen, honestly, Kuokinen, I thought he played a pretty de- decent game. It's just the players in front of him weren't helping him out at all. No, well, San Jose's not a good team. Yeah, they're just not. Um, and just just to be clear on this, even though we were great, San Jose is considered to be probably, I think, the worst team in the league. I, I even thought about them being the worst team in our standing predictions episode, which if you haven't listened to, please listen to that. But um I do want to take this a little bit of a grain of salt, considering San Jose is not good, but I think we really saw Carolina's game um, really unfold in this game, and I think there is a huge reason of hope heading into what another appears to be another road trip with Philadelphia, Rangers, and then the Islanders. I'd say it's like a little mini New England-ish road trip or heading up north. I mean, yeah, Philly... New York, New York. So we get at least we knock out two games up in New York. Off. I mean, I like that road trips kind of clumped together. Not a lot of travel. It's really just you go to Philly, then you hit New York for a couple games, right? So True. You probably don't even have, you probably don't even have to change hotels for the Islanders and the Rangers if you don't really want to. Um, either way, not a lot of travel from New York to to New York. So, um, it was a great game, and I mean. Tavo's first goal was great. His second goal was great. And his third goal was great. All of them were great. I mean, and Tavo's not a goal scorer. So, but he's putting the puck in the net this year. I think he leads the team in goals. So he knows he had a bad year and he wanted to rectify that. And he's doing that. And he's making a pretty darn good case to keep him. But, you know, again, it just comes down to can you afford to keep him? So either he's going to be one of the best rental, you know, like that Michael Farland rental aspect. That's fine. I don't move Tavo unless you get a good young player in return that's producing as well. But Tavo's going to be the guy. I mean, he, if he can keep doing this, they're not going to move Tavo. They'll, they'll use him as a rental, which is probably the direction they should go. Unless it did, obviously, you know, one of those trades where it's like, you know, an offer you can't refuse kind of thing. I mean, we had talked beginning of the season, you know, it's like, do they move Tavo if things aren't working out? 
things are working out, so there's no reason to move him anymore. So exactly. that's that's what matters, and that's really good to see. I really hope if Tavo keeps us up that we keep him. It's just hard to imagine, you know, being able to keep Tavo, Natchez, Jarvis, who else is up this year? Um, Pesci, Shea, Ronta. Ronta's gone, so that's like a million and a half that you get, plus an extra four. So maybe you can give Ronta's money and the salary cap bump to Tavo, but. Yeah, well, we'll have 30 around I think 31 million dollars to play with so I mean you're able to keep quite a few guys with that amount of money but we'll see what happens I'm sure we can have an episode on just those expiring contracts alone because it's a lot so we could do something like that during the bye week because hurricanes will have like five days where they won't play yeah we drop could an do episode that. in the middle of that or something like that um but the game tonight, I think, was so important because Carolina just hadn't they hadn't played a, a Carolina Hurricanes hockey really until yesterday. It it showed up. It was the closest they'd gotten to it, and then today, I think, was exactly what Rod wants. Yes, exactly. And you know what's interesting? I mean, us winning three to nothing. I kind of thought the road to becoming the Hurricanes that we know and love, honestly, I thought that kind of started in the three to nothing shutout against Tampa. Because I thought, even though the Hurricanes just were, I mean, didn't score any goals, I thought that was a matter of Tampa just being better, not Carolina being bad in that game. And. And that that was the start of, I think, the defense starting to show how good it can be. And now we're here. We shut out San Jose, and we're clearly the better team. Listen, San Jose, I didn't think they had the worst game, obviously. I mean, their goaltending, I thought, was pretty good. But Carolina just showed how good they are, especially with a full, healthy for a group, and I think that's a bit big indicator in the season is can they maintain being healthy? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think that's an important aspect of it. So I, I just we'll see what happens as we go down the stretch. At this point, you hope everyone can stay healthy, right? I mean, the injury bug hit hard and it hit early. The last several seasons, it hit hard and it hit late and long term. So I'm kind of hoping we can get some of this stuff out of the way early, right? Some of the adversity out of the way early. Some of, you know, all this stuff, right? And you'll hear, and again, you'll get to read like a little bit of an article about me talking about just the basic fixes Carolina's done. And the article's going to be a little bit obsolete at this point. But I think you'll see in a couple of those places, like with the goaltending, I talk about how it gets resolved and it'll resolve itself. And I think we're there now where it's resolving itself, right? And then you'll see me talking about the bottom centerpiece. I still think that's something that needs to be fixed. Uh, one game's one game for Jack Drury. When we have uh, eight previous, that I was not impressed. Yeah, I, trust me, I agree. I think there really is an argument for get, getting an upgrade over Drury. But overall, I think we are very satisfied with the end of the San Jose game. Um, one thing on that second goal from Tara Vine and Sam, I thought that was a very good pass from Orlov. I want to talk about a little bit of Orlov too in this episode. I, I want to I want to give a little bit of fun news real quick. Can I? Oh sure. 
uh, Skylar Brendamore got his first pro goal tonight as well. Oh yeah, I for, saw for that the checkers. So that's cool. So cool for cool for Skylar Brendamore. Yes, definitely. That's that's fantastic for Skylar, um, and I hope uh, Charlotte is uh, winning that game because I mean Skylar Brendamore, you obviously want that want that kid to be his best. So uh, back to the uh, San Jose game, Sam. Orlov, I thought, played very good. I think one of his best. I think we're finally seeing Orlov play well. And obviously, I think a player that we also need to talk about a lot, because we've already talked about Teravainen, Antti Ranta. Who had an absolutely crappy start to the season and got exactly what he needed to get his confidence back. He made some outstanding saves that kept Carolina in the lead in this game. So... Needed that win for Ranta. For his, I mean, he needed the win. He needed the shutout. He needed to, He needed all of that. Yes, he definitely needed that. And I thought he made quite a bit of good saves. Mm-hmm. He really did. Yeah, including one, I think, in the third period that was just unfreaking believable. Um, look, Ranta... Was, Ranta's a goalie that his, if his confidence gets shaken, it can be bad. And it can be bad for a while. And I think he saw that. And I think he got a message, too, because Kochekov got two starts in a row. Yes, I think it, I think it was um, the Anaheim game that Ronza played very bad in. Yeah. Um, and then you had Kochekov playing the next two. Uh, but Ronza, he really needed a game like this, which I was so happy to see. Yes. Um, he got the second star of the night. Yeah, absolutely. He deserved to be a, a, a part of those stars for sure. Um, and that's what you really need. I mean, you need your goalies to be there night in and night out. And look, Carolina is not going to score seven, eight goals a game. It's not what they want to do. They want to win three to four, but they I mean they need to score, right? And Carolina, we've seen in the playoffs, like against Florida, Carolina scores three or four, they win game one, right? Um, Honestly, they probably win all those games except for what game four, where the game was wide open. Yeah, I mean Carolina. I mean that's all they really need is to score about three to four goals a game, and they're going to win because their defense is capable of stopping it. So again, yeah, Carolina's going to have some games where they score six, seven, maybe even eight goals a game, and you hope for ten at some point. Um, I do hope for ten goals one game, but either way, we're starting to see the defense come around. I'm hoping that's something to stay. Again, my biggest concern, and I talk about it in the piece that I wrote, and it'll come out soon, about about what could what, what could be a problem going forward with defense, especially when Pesci comes back. Uh, but they didn't miss Pesci tonight. <laughs> no, they didn't. And they really didn't miss him last night either, for the most part. So we'll see. We have a we have a tough three games ahead. Philly's a team that's playing pretty good hockey right now. And John Tortorella is going to make sure that they play their best game in and game out. So they're oh, not yes. a team you can sleep on. Even if you're better than them, you got to play hard. Because if you sleep on them, they're going to they're gonna beat you. But if you can win that one, then you got to beat, you got to beat either or of the Rangers Islanders. And that's going to be tough. I expect Anderson to get two of the three starts. Um... If not, I probably start Bronta and 
the Islanders game. Yeah, and and I well, I think I might give Ron. I, I give Ron to Philly, Anderson for the Rangers, the Rangers, and then, and then Ronta back again because Ronta played yeah. so good. I think he's earned a double start. So I'd, I'd give him Philly, and then you go to Anderson, or you might do Freddie, Freddie, Ronta. Yeah, you never know. I don't think there is a bad choice in that scenario. No, because if Ronta can keep that up, then you know Anderson had a great game the other night. Ronta has an, an even better game tonight, so that's what you want. Yes, definitely. And before we finish this recap and get to our three stars, let's get to our sponsor. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So, Sam, that was obviously a great win, 3 nothing win. Uh, what, what, uh, uh, one thing that we did plan on talking about... I don't know why the officials called that a penalty on Svetch's hit. Because it's Svetch. I don't want... It was a clean hit. Everybody saw it was, it was a clean yeah. hit. Brandenburg looks like it was about to have an aneurysm. So, <laughs> a lot of times, I believe, in some instances, it's a player's... Reputation. Yeah, and, and Svetch has a rep, right? I mean, he does. So did Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner had a reputation for diving, which is why it's hard to get him to draw penalties. And Bunting also has a reputation with the officials as well. So sometimes it's just going to be harder for some players to draw a penalty than others, and some players are going to look for it, right? And they're, they're looking for it for Spetch, so they look for a reason, and they got him in his first game. I think that's really stupid to do, especially on a player's first game back in, what, like 30 games or so, something around that number. And it was right there when the San Jose player, whose name I'm forgetting, just uh, passed it out. I don't understand. Yeah, it was a follow-through. I mean, what, he, there's no way he was going to stop from that hit, right? Bad call, bad call, bad call all around. Yeah, well, that's enough we're going to talk about officiating because we like to have happy thoughts after a win. Happy thoughts after a win, right? Absolutely. And now we're getting ready to go to Philly, New York, and New York. So we're about to probably have some heartbreak. So, again, I, I believe a successful trip here. You win two of the three. Yes, or, or you get um, you, you you do even where you get 
three points out of a possible six. Yeah. I'd be fine with. If you can do that, I think you're looking okay. Carolina is undefeated at home this year. little food for thought where we may have struggled a bit on the road. We are undefeated at home. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, um, yeah, great, great win overall, Sam. Since we won, what are your three stars? Well, my third star tonight, Sebastian Ajo. I thought he was had a really big impact on the game, him and Terravine, and always play really good together. He had two assists tonight. Um, I think you know I'm very partial to goaltenders. So my second star is Tavo Terravine and Hattrick. You're going to be there. Loved that goal. Loved all of his goals. Loved that he hates getting interviewed on the bench. It's always funny. He doesn't want to do that. I loved the surge afterwards of him getting, you know, everyone like rubbing in his face and mobbing him. That's awesome. But he smiled, though. <laughs> yes. And for me, I value a shutout more than a hat trick. So Auntie Ronta gets my first star. He was outstanding. Needed, really? needed, needed, needed this. Absolutely. Because if you win one nothing, you get the shutout. Your goalie's going to, you know, doesn't matter if you win. You know, I just, I value the shutout. And you didn't allow any goals. So that's that's really good. And there were a lot of grade A opportunities that Ronta probably could have allowed, and he didn't. So good for him. Ronta earned, in my opinion, the first star. I'm not going to argue any way of Ronta. Ronta and Tavo need to be one and two. Whether either order is acceptable to me. So I just like goalies more than regular players. So Ronta's because you were one. a goalie, yeah, and I played goalie. So I love goaltenders. My favorite player of all time is. Uh, Marty Brodeur and second, you know, favorite hurricane of all time, Cam Ward. So when goalies get shutouts, they get my first star. For me, that's just automatic. So Auntie Ranta, first star, fantastic game. Yes, he was. So now we're going to get to my three stars. To me, my third star, um, I am going to give that. Oh, see there. This is tough because I thought so many players played very, very well. Um, I am going to give that to. I'm going to give it to Jarvis because I thought he played very well. Uh, he made a very nice pass to um, Teravinen for his first goal. Uh, he plays a. I mean, he's small, but he plays a big game. I believe he had a thunderous hit, too, um, on one of the San Jose players after that player on San Jose uh, hit bunting. I mean, that that guy's just amazing. So he gets my third star. Uh, my second star is going to be Antti Ranta because he got the shutout. He was amazing. He made quite a few big saves. Um, and... I wouldn't be shocked at that point where they hit the goalpost and went out, but either way, Ronta, he gets my second star. He was amazing. My first star, the guy who made the hat trick, the guy who hates the interviews, Tavo Teravainen. And Sam, I tried to do my best in Wade Minter impression of Teravainen's <laughs> announcement over uh, the arena there. I can't do it. The guy is amazing. And I think you could argue Ranta being the first star, especially since Teravinen has scored quite a few goals um, in the past games. But Teravinen, just amazing. He's playing very well. Uh, one, th- I, I, I do want to talk about one more thing, Sam. With Sveshnikov being back, what do you think the lines are going to be like? Are we going to see bunting on that fourth line? 
Because you no, know I'm kind of leaning toward that, leaning toward Bunting, Drewy, and Nason, and that could be a good line. It very well could be. I think uh, it break. I think it ruins what they want to do, which is have three scoring lines. Because that the skill on that line isn't probably where they want it. My guess is they're gonna try something that puts maybe Tavo on that line or Svetch. I don't know, but either way, like it cannot be Tavo, Jarvis, and Aho just because there's no physicality there. So, you know, if you want to put Tavo or Jarvis on that fourth line with Drury and Nason, and then you have Natchez, KK, and Bunting, that line's been good. I'm a little surprised they messed up. But, yeah, if you want to put Svetch there, that works too. I mean, yeah. I think they want to try to have three scoring lines. Yes, and it's a good problem to have because you know the stall line, that is going to be your shutdown line. Yeah, that won't change unless you want to move maybe Foss to the fourth line, maybe bunting on that. So, I mean, you know, there's there's some things you can do if you don't want to do three scoring lines. Or maybe you do make it a score. Maybe you make the third line a shutdown slash scoring line if you put bunting on there. I don't know. They have options. They really do. Um, the defensive pairs tonight liked them. I think it was Orlov, Chatfield, Shea, D'Angelo, and Slavin Burns. They, they worked out. Burns had a bounce back game. Yeah, he played a lot better. I still feel like we're going to end up with Slavin and D'Angelo at some point. Again, I think age D'Angelo is- has to really impress Brendan Moore in order to change his mind on that pair. I, I don't think it's going to have to be that. I think it's just going to be the fact that or the Angelo is older or younger and he's faster. So at some point, it's just going to get to the point where D'Angelo is going to be able to correct better than Burns. When they both make a mistakes, D'Angelo is going to have the speed to correct where Burns just didn't. He didn't last night, and we saw it. So again, last night was a concern. It was better tonight. He played more defensively. He didn't pinch as much. There was just a lot of more room there. Um, but it's possible we get to a point again. Got to remember, I think Burns is 39, 38, 38. So age can catch up to a guy with his legs. Definitely not physique because Burns is a big dude and he's one of the most fit players there. Doesn't mean you don't slow down a little bit on the ice. So we'll see what happens. I really want the, I really think D'Angelo will be better suited to play with Slavin and you put Burns maybe with Shea. Um, and then Orlov and Chatfield, or maybe put Burns with D'Angelo, but or uh, Chatfield. But I, we'll I can't see it, but you never know. Uh, it could definitely happen. It's worked before. Um, so that's the thing is they have combinations yeah. that work. So if you want D'Angelo there, or things go wrong with Burns, you know you can D'Angelo can play on that first line. He he did it before, and he was very very good. So it's not like it won't work. Yes, and you know, with Burns being very, very fit, I've wondered, and this is a little bit joking of me to say, but who do you think will win an arm wrestle, Brenda Moore or Burns? Brenda Moore. Really, Brenda Moore? Rod Brenda Moore. I am, bet, I am betting against the head You're coach. You're not betting against? Not betting against the head coach. <laughs> not betting against the head coach. Uh, especially after that picture that we're seeing of him in the bubble. Yes, not betting against the head coach. <laughs> Rod the Bot got it. Rod yes. the Bot's got it. Um, you know what? Since we're very happy, Sam, um, who do you think against Philly is going to score the first goal for Carolina? Tony D'Angelo. He's going to get revenge against his most recent former team. Ooh. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> Tony, yep. It's his first goal of the season. Uh, to me, my first goal, I'm going to give that to... You can't say bunting. You've been saying him the last Aho. few games. 
I'll Ajo, give it to Ajo's Ajo. a Philly killer. He gets he gets points against the Flyers. He does. He really does. So yeah, uh, that is our review of the game. We will see you guys after the Philadelphia game. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.